0: Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and personal financial specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. This is Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts, episode 99 so we are going, we have, going to the
1: triple digits here. Almost, yeah. Almost. I don't know
0: what we're gonna do still yet for a hundred, but uh, we'll come up with something. But we got a good show today to talk about. We're just gonna talk about really just some things in the news, um, topics that people have been bringing up, Phil to you, or that we've been getting in through emails and things of that nature. Yep. Just kind of a, a bits and pieces, I suppose, if you will. So sure. this is more of a conversational hodgepodge uh, than anything else. Well, what's going on with you? How are you doing this week?
1: Doing really good. Doing good. Yeah. We uh, finally got power back at the office. We had some storms run through uh, last Wednesday and knocked out power for two and a half days. Oh, so wow. Crazy. That's second time this year it's happened. So we've, I don't know, weather, weather's been changing. It's been crazy, crazy weather. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we had some violent storms last night, supposed to get some more today and tomorrow as well. I think okay. remnants of the, not Fred, but the prior one that came across uh, Florida uh, okay. Down here in North Carolina, so for our longtime yep. listeners, they'll know that for me. So yeah, we're waiting to see. I was gonna joke and say that's why your 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 setup looks different because you lost power, but there's already no power. Yeah, we're just doing some creative lighting. We're trying something a little different here. So uh, if you're watching this on the podcast uh, or watching this on YouTube, but anyway, let's jump in and talk about some of these things, Phil. So people have sure. been asking lots of different questions, and there's lots of different, you know, feedback, and I mean, obviously we're just our world is just continuing to be. You know, twenty one is has not been really any better than twenty in a lot of ways, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's it's the uh, the, the yeah, the the outfall or you know fallout I should say of the, the pandemic and it's still there. So
0: it, it continues on. Exactly. Yeah, the,
1: the fallout from it. Not necessarily you know, but yeah. True.
0: Yeah, true. Well, so as many predicted would be the case, there's an increased amount of data that does say that May might have been the peak of this crazy housing boom. Uh, That we saw. I don't know if I'm still convinced because it still seems really high, but I guess it's pockets, right? Every area is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Sales uh, in June and July were lower uh, a little bit. But what conversations are you getting from anybody? I know we've had some emails come in. Uh, A friend of mine, he's selling his house because he's just getting stupid top dollar for it. And I'm like, but you, you know, you're going to pay a lot for the next place, but he's got a plan. They're going to actually do, they love to camp like you. They're actually going to put their stuff in storage and live in a camper for a little while until the, you know, the values come back down, kind of capitalize on the sale and then turn that into, he wants to buy some land uh, and, uh, okay. and build. So he's waiting to, you know, he's, he's okay waiting for lumber
1: them. to come down too. So Right.
0: So he, <laughs> he's okay with waiting for that. But sure. I've seen a lot of people being really impulsive about that just because they get this information that, oh, I can make an extra 60 grand or or 80 grand on my house. And they're like, they're really tempted by that.
1: Yeah. And and, I mean, you hit the the nail on the head though. The the flip side of that is that's great. You can, but you know, unless you already have a a second home, maybe you're moving into, I mean, that's a perfect scenario. You can sell one at a high and you've already got another piece of real estate that you're using. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, if you're just buying and selling, you're, you're going to buy high too. Um, right. but uh, funny story with that. My uh, daughter and son-in-law they sold their home a year ago in June, okay, and you know moved in with us, and we've got room in the basement. Figuring, okay, well, you know, three, four months, whatever it takes, you know, you guys will be fine. Find a find a place. Don't don't rush. A year later, they finally got into a place this year. You know, um, in July, wow. when they finally took possession and were able to move in. You know none of us knew or expected that long, not that big of a deal, I and mean, then it all worked out fine. But yeah, it's just, it's been a crazy, crazy market. With housing, the, the discussion I've had with clients is, you know, looking at, yeah, you're paying more, but interest rates are lower. And that's part of what's driven housing so high is that people can afford more. Because right. at the end of the day, that's the math that you got to come down to is is looking at what is your payment, your monthly payment. Right. You know, And with interest rates where they're at, the monthly payment is about the same for a lot higher valued house when, when interest rates are lower, you know. So, which is all fine if you're looking at just that monthly of you know effective what what does it cost me to live. The challenge in that though becomes is what happens when you want to sell, right? You know. So, I mean, as long as as long as you're going to be there an extended period of time, what that is, who knows, you know. But I would say at least 10 years, you're probably going to be okay at the end. You know, but the reality is, yeah, at some point the market is going to start to cool and prices are going to fall, I, you know, whether there's a crash, so to speak, like we've saw before in the real estate market, who knows? I mean, I've got a lot of real estate um, clients and, and uh, colleagues that I've worked with and all all of them are saying there's not any evidence that that's the case, right. but absolutely a cool down and a slowdown. you know, as demand starts to diminish, I think people are finally Getting fed up with the high prices and saying I'm just not going to do it, you know. And as interest rates start to to turn, and we've seen a little of that now, then they came back again over the last month or so. Right. But as they do start to rise, that's going to start to to bring the uh, the housing values down. So one key thing, not really having anything to do with the markets and where they're at today, with real estate, especially in retirement, to consider though, um, is. That reset, at least in Michigan, the way property taxes work, that reset on property taxes that a lot of clients don't even think of until it gets they get into the process. But if you've been in your house you know, 15, 20 years or more, our property taxes in Michigan, um, how much they can increase are, are fixed. It it's, can't go up with inflation. So you might have a scenario where your house value is significantly higher than what your taxable "quote unquote" value is that they're basing property taxes on. Right. But now, if you sell and then buy a new house, even though you might be selling and buying at the same price, that taxable value now on the new house gets reset based on current price. Gotcha. So you you could see your your actual property tax cost double. I mean, it kind of depends on what that, that variance is. So it's something to consider, you know, don't just, just look at sure. the, the top number to say, oh, I'm gonna sell at you know, a high point, but I'm gonna buy two, I'm okay. What's the net effect of everything else? Insurance. I mean, it's based on current values. So, I mean, that's going to be higher. So there's a lot of factors that play into it.
0: So that was one of the the kind of the the bits and pieces I wanted Mm -hmm. to cover. I'm going to jump to this other one because I think it's kind of similar to what we kind of already touched on. But uh, the number of Americans filing for first-time unemployment benefits has fallen to its lowest record since the pandemic started. Yep. Um, but yet we're still hearing from businesses. I I just saw the other day, somebody posted, we're going to be closed two days this week because we're short staffed. So it still seems, even though the numbers are saying people are going back to work, it doesn't seem to be reflective in every community. So are you hearing anything, seeing anything from clients? Is there still worry out there? Other small business owners like yourself, things of that nature.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, that's exactly the case. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, we've had record unemployment and I mean, it's starting to fall, but it's very odd. You've got these record unemployment numbers, but yet we've also got the record number of job openings at the same time. Yeah. You know, so, and it's just because of the, the extra stimulus type money, extra benefits that, that um, is available. Yeah. You know, so, and it's absolutely affecting small business. I mean, there's a lot of them that, you know, uh, fast food restaurants or many restaurants maybe aren't open full hours, you know, or right. not open inside at all because they can't get staff. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're only doing drive-through if it's fast food. Um, I know personally for our our scenario, our church we've got a daycare center, and we had to suspend operations. I mean, it they could not get enough staff even to meet the requirement for the ratio between staff and children to quali- you know, to, to maintain <laughs> licensing.
0: That's and a great stay point. within
1: ratio, you know. So they didn't have a choice. I mean, they could not get people to come to work, you know, for what they can pay as a daycare. Um, yeah. So there's it's it's dramatically affecting small business at this point.
0: Well, it's funny because it t- the the third little bit and piece kind of ties into all of this. And it makes – it. I guess maybe it's an – is it an illustration that you can make numbers say anything you really want them to or spin yep. it however you'd like? But technically, they're saying that the recession uh, or the pandemic only caused a two-month uh, economic pullback. So, right, you know, yep. they're saying the, the data and the numbers support that and that it's been on the – you know, basically improving every month since then. So really just April of 2020 – or excuse me – uh. Um, May, of 2020.
1: May of twenty twenty. May of twenty
0: twenty. But again, it's like it's like inflation conversation. It's like, well, inflation's not that bad and it maybe it's transitory or whatever. But it's like use your eyes and use your wallet. It sure right. doesn't feel like it. So the long term ripple effects of of the uh the pandemic shutdown, the data might say yeah, it was only two months of an economic downturn and then everything's been on the move up since since. But it sure doesn't seem like that to everybody and it feels
1: worse actually. Oh. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's, it's a discussion I've had with clients all along that, and I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing this conversation. Oh, we've never seen it like this before, you know, it, and right. it's true. I mean, there's a lot of first times that have, that have taken place. Mm-hmm. First time the market fell as quick as it did, you know, right. first time it recovered as quick as it did too. So when you step back though and understand, well, why, I mean, why did it fall as quick? Well, it, there was a ton of unknowns. I mean, everything, the world was shutting down no one had any idea how long or what this looked like or, you know, so yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty and markets do not like uncertainty. So that's why it, it went down as quick as it did. Um, why did it recover as quick as it did? Well, again, first time that we've seen governments throw as much stimulus money at the economy ever that this you know has happened this way, sure, true. Unemployment's a piece to that, and we're still seeing the ripple effects of that. So my concern long term is, you know, with all the money that was provided for businesses, you know, with the, the different grants and uh, PPP loans and things available out there and credits, mm-hmm. you know, unemployment available to uh, employees that couldn't find jobs, you know, as some of these pieces start to get unwound in the government stimulus gets pulled away, then we're going to really see what the economy is. You know, my, my concern is that, yeah, it's been a quick bounce, but it's been a quick bounce because there's been a lot of stimulus from the government thrown at it and not saying it's right or wrong. You know, if they didn't right. do it, where, where would we be, you know? Is, yeah, is
0: it a house of cards, right?
1: It's, yeah, my, that's my concern is they're somewhat a house of cards. You know, we yeah. don't know really where we're at. I mean, we, you know, keep hearing all market highs, all new highs. All, you know I mean, it's, it's all great, right. but we've not seen in my view, at least the true effect of what took place yet. Well, you know, Phil, my
0: wife does environmental safety and health and risk analysis for these kinds of situations and, and various types of things and when, what she does. And we were talking the other night and she was like, you know, the thing that kind of shocks me is, and I realized that some of this was completely new and we're trying to figure our way through it. But it doesn't seem like everything because our society wants uh, an answer to everything now. Right. Right. So we keep throwing, you know, pasta at the wall to see which of it sticks. And most of it's just sliding down the wall. And there's really been no long-term studies of, what's going to happen, right? There's been no, and not just from like, not just COVID, right? Not long-term or the long haulers and that kind of stuff, but like, what is going to happen to all these other pieces that were affected by this two month, you know, shutdown or this two month pullback and we're seeing it, right? I mean, we're 18 months or whatever we are into, you know, away from this. And it's in a lot of ways worse than it was during the lockdown.
1: Right. Well, yeah. I mean, industries are still not back. I mean, they're, you know, they can't semiconductors get that. and that whole you know, effect on all sorts of industries and what it's done there. You know I mean? Yeah. You, you buy a new car today and all of a sudden you look at all the different options that, well, we can't offer these six options. They've been deleted because we can't get the electronics you behind it, it to make it work. You know, and I don't
0: know that people want to buy a new car. That's, I think that's also adding into it as well. Right. So yep. it's like, okay, well, I don't want to, I don't trust that they, that the workers are back or that they're as focused or that they have the parts. So maybe that it's not going to be, it's not going to be a good year. Right. It's well, I'm going to buy one in a 2020 model or a 2021 model because it may not be a good year. I'll wait a little bit, but then used car prices are up 30 something percent. So So,
1: I mean the flips, yeah, it's it's just, that's what I said. To me, it's, you know, house of cards or, you know, who knows it, it, we, bottom line is this, I'm just telling clients, I be cautious, you know, I'm not saying put everything in the mattress and, and, you know. (laughs) Sell and go to cash, but I'm just right. be very cautious in, in what you're doing. Make sure you've got a plan and understand risks. Yeah. Yeah. Because but don't I, do I'm, anything I'm, crazy. I'm, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm afraid and don't get too optimistic, you know, that, that this is the best year ever and oh look what the market's done this year and right. just gonna continue to go. I mean it I'm not saying the sky's falling, but be be careful because it's, we we have not seen the true net effect of what's taken place yet. It's not been unwound fully. Before all this happened, you got to step back and look where we were at. I mean, bottom line, we've been in this upward trend for a long time. Long time. Markets ebb and flow, right? I mean, we talk about that concept, reversion to the mean. If you're earning more than what an average historical return on a market's been, just understand you're basically borrowing from the future. You, you are going to give some of that return back. So
0: Maybe that's a good way to wrap it up because we could be borrowing from the future in a lot of ways, right? Yep. Uh, yeah.
1: Literally. We've literally. Been borrowing from the so. future
0: as a country. So. Yeah, as a country. So, yeah. Well, there you go. So, just a lot of questions out there, a lot of people concerned. So, this one's just kind of a bit more of a conversation piece this week. But yep. if you have some questions, you do need some help, again, always make sure you check in with Phil before you take any action. Stop by the website at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com and you can get in touch with him that way. You can subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like to use. And we're going to let you go this week. So thanks for hanging out with us. As always, we appreciate your time. And we'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of
1: principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.